Rinpoche continues to give his explanation of the third book of the great treatise in the stage of the path to enlightenment, stressing over and over the importance of realizing that emptiness does not mean non-existent. All things are conventionally existent. Emptiness is conventionally existent. ジャドゥ <coughs> Okay, so everyone who um, wishes to follow along, we are on page 150, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 155 uh, was where we're going to begin today. Uh, we went a little tiny bit further than that uh, last time, but we're just going to go begin with the divisions uh, again. As far as I know, at this point, things can change, but, okay. Then a rimuche, the chiran jipu sun lanji rimba, the tsansang nga mua la, chiran mua la ronang. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true what they say with your lanji there. Hmm, Okay. <laughs> ตาลาจิเบจิบุจุงลาจิเบจิบุนดิงลาจิเบจิบุนดิงลาจิเบจิบุนดิงลาจิเบจิบุนดิงลาจิเบจิบุนดิงลาจิเบจิบุนดิง
wisdom. In independence upon these three highest higher trainings, he or she is able to achieve the state of foe destroyer of the lesser vehicle. The next category is called the teaching for beings of great capacity. These teachings for, are for practitioners who wish to achieve complete Buddhahood. So this practitioner engages in the already mentioned teachings and practices and then couples them with the generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment and then the practice of the six perfections. In dependence upon these practices, uh, this practitioner is able to achieve uh, complete Buddhahood. So this is how we would divide all of Lord Buddha's teachings into three categories. Teachings for beings of three capacities. So then, then we see that we have a life now, and this life came from a previous life. And in the future, we will have a future life that we will go to. So this uh, deserves explanation, um, that this life came from a previous life, and our future lives will be from this, this, t this life. So our, this life will then be moved to or go to future lives. So there are those that state that there are no previous lives, no future lives. But we have many reasons to show the existence of future and previous lives. So for instance, right now we have consciousness. This consciousness, this mental, this consciousness came from a previous moment's consciousness that came from a previous consciousness. And when we track it in that fashion, we don't find a beginning. So we state that there is a beginningless consciousness. So then this beginningless consciousness has interacted with these beginningless lives. Do Enjoyments, okay, details, okay. As you all know, I'm trying to create a lexicon that's actually accurate. That it, that it, so I'm really trying to work with all of the Tibetan words and try to change this horrible lexicon that we currently use that is very difficult and loaded in terms of the words. Um, so so all of the, the details, all of the um, good details of our life, um, enjoyments and good details of our life, um, Come from the Yanjar Surunang Rimche, the Ponsu Sopa, the Gewale, the Yanjar Surunang. 
ਕਰਸੋ ਕਰੇ ਕਰੀ ਨਾ ਤਾਂਜੀ ਲਫਨੂ ਸੋ ਬਰੇ ਦਿਵਾਰੇ ਤਾਂਦਾ ਆ ਨੋ ਜੀ ਕਰਸੋ ਕਰੇ ਜੁਗ ਗਵਾਤ ਨ ਡੂ ਬਈ ਨਾ ਅਨ ਚਵਾ ਥਰੋ ਮੰਬਲ ਹੋ ਦਿਵਨੂ ਸੋ ਬਈ ਉਗਰੇਸ so now uh, we have these these good details enjoyments that we possess and then in the f- that that have arisen from previous virtue that we created so if we wish to in the future have these good details around us or these um i um Rinpoche was saying a good body, a, a human birth, uh, good things that we possess and so forth. If we um, wish to have these details in the future, then it's necessary for us to create these same uh, circumstances by way of virtue. Diso. Tadana nyiba, nyiba nyiji juba na jisume nyiba tebala je. Ne rebiji zumezu tane jebi sume nyiba senji meni bada chame tu maru ta ne gobe senji meni bada meji jwa yeme ta ne gobe ne senji meni bada mabu yeme so soje meji ka goba neji tu maru wa tembo tambu ne ne zola sobe zola sobe chinda da tei lula ਯੋਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਯੋਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਚਾਂ ਮਚੇ ਸ਼ੇਸ਼ਾ ਵਾਲਾ ਸੁਭਾ ਸ਼ੇਸ਼ਾ ਵਾਲਾ ਸੁਭੀ ਗੁਨੇ ਚੁਜੀ ਤੋ ਚੁਬਨੇ ਤੇ ਕੋਨਾ ਨੀ ਲਾ ਚੁਬੀ ਰੇਬੀ ਰੇਬਤਾਂ ਥਾ ਰੇਬਤ ਥਾਤੂ ਥਾਤੂ ਚੁਬੀ ਰੇਬਾ ਸ਼ੇਸ਼ਾ ਵਾਇਲਾ ਰੇਬਤੇ ਜੋਸੂ ਜੀ ਨੇ ਜੋਸੂ ਜੀ ਚਵਾ ਚੇਬਾ ਜੋਬਨੇ ਜੋਬਨੇ ਕੋਜਾ ਮਦਬੇ ਮਦਬੇ ਦੰਗੋ ਥਾਈ ਚੁਮੇਤੋ ਕਿਦੇ ਦਦਾ ਰੇਬੇ ਚਿਮਜੋਨਾ ਰੇਬੇ ਕੇਬੇ ਰੇਬੇ ਕੇਬੇ ਤੋਇਬਾ ਤਦਾ ਤੇਨਾ ਦਨੇ ਰੇਬੇ ਚਿ ਜੋਮਜੋ ਤਾਂ ਰੇਬੇ ਨਬਾ ਨਬਾ ਨੀ ਚਿਦੋ ਚੋਨ ਤੇ ਤੰਦਰਾ ਮਾਬੋ ਮਾਬੋ ਸ਼ਿਨਾਰੇ ਤਨੀ ਚੁਬੀ ਤਨੀ ਚੁਬੀ ਰੇਬੀ ਗੋਮੇ ਵੇਂ ਚਾਂ ਚਵਾਲਾ ਚਵਾਸੂ ਮੈਂ ਤੋ ਸ਼ੇਰ ਮਾਵਨੇ ਪੋਚੂ ਇੰਬੇ ਕੋਜਾ ਮੰਦੋ ਤੋ ਰੇਬੀ ਚੇਜ਼ੂ ਮਜ਼ੂ ਚੇਤਨੇ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੀਲਾ ਚੁਬੀ ਰੇਬੀ ਮਾਨੇ ਬਤਾ ਮਾਨੇ ਬਈਲਾ ਤੇਆ ਜਿਜਾ ਬਿੰਦੇ ਬਲੇ ਕੋ ਜਾਨੇ ਨਾ ਬੱਜੇ ਬਨੇ ਰਾਜੀ ਜੀ ਤੋ ਰੋਜੇਬਾ ਨੀ ਇਮਿਸ਼ਰੋ ਨੀ ਜਿਸ਼ਰੋ ਨੀ ਜਿਸ਼ਰੋ ਸ਼ੇ ਸੋ ਬਤਰ ਜੋਸੂ ਜੋਸੂ ਲਾ ਚੰਗਾ ਚੰਗਾ ਲਾ ਸੋਬਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਵੇਮੇ ਤੋਈ ਇਨੋ ਤਦਨ ਆ ਜੋਲਾ ਸੋਬਾ ਲਾ ਰਾਗੇ ਨੋਟਰੋਬਾ ਮੋਟੂ ਬਿਚਾ ਯੂਮੇ ਤਵਾਇਜੇ ਰੇਬੇ ਚੰਗਾ ਤਾਂ ਛੋ ਮੀਨੋ ਤੇ ਨਾ ਰੇਬੇ ਦਲਾ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਲਚਬਾ ਸ਼ੇ ਸਾਦੇ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਤੋ ਚੰਗਾ ਸੂ ਟੂ ਮਾਰੂ ਚਬਾ ਯਿਮਿਸ਼ਰੋ ਤਤਾਬੀ ਰੇਬੇ ਰਿਵਾਤੇ ਚੇਬਾ ਤਵਨਾ ਚਵਾਲਾ ਸੋਬਾ ਚੋਂਜੀ ਚੋਂਜੀ ਜਾਂ ਮਨੇ ਪਲਾ ਚੇ ਮਜ਼ੂਬਾ ਸ਼ੇ ਸਲਾ 
ribate mane batanje keba meje yona ribate trugobale te maduba keba ino zola sobe zola sobe chenga na cha antanye be chebe troba inje ne tada cha ne rishije maduba rishije maduba de manye be tada cheta kete bana migi chebe damanye cha te meke bajino te na chenga la soba Ranke ngoyutuba Ranke ngoyo trobe troba ha te kona kona troba trobe shero bena shashu so bomba yeba shashu so bomba yeba nyeba ngaba tsu tsuke ngaba tsuke je shato bomba te te manye na te shana bomba yeba keba keba yinje bomba yeba ta te chetake Tejinto ne ragi tani tobi jewa yona ne neba nebi nebi uma bere be tena jewa maneba te rajinje na rajin rajina ragi ngoyo tobi jewa keba inje jewa ta tetake tata tata yang jijabin de bale ที่เชิดเตยตาเรเบเจบานาเรเบเจบานาอ้อมปตอยุตานาบะเชบานามนาลายุเบงูเมเบรังกิงูตุบะเมโตเกเตนเดนารังกิงูตุบะจุนาเ
uh, investigating whether they are capable of withstanding national mm -hmm. rational analysis. You cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them th uh, through investigating whether valid cognition establishes them. You cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them through investigating whether they are produced in one of four alternative ways, from self, other, both, or neither. A refutation of all four parts of this tetralemma, things exist, things do not exist, and so forth, is not a legitimate critique of conventional phenomena. A. You cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them through investigating whether they are capable of withstanding rational analysis. A proper analysis of whether these phenomena, forms and such exist, or are produced, is an objective sense is what we call a line of reasoning that analyzes reality, or a line of reasoning that analyzes the final status of being. Since we, Madhyamikas, do not assert that the production of forms and such can withstand analysis by such reasoning, our position avoids the fallacy that there are truly existent things. Question, if these things cannot withstand rational... <laughs> I need better glasses now. Old. Rational analysis, then how is it possible for something to exist when reason has refuted it? Reply, you are mistakenly conflating the inability to withstand rational analysis with invalidation by reasoning. By reason. Many who have made this error claim that production and such exist even though rational analysis of reality refutes them. This is reckless chatter, so we do not agree. To ask whether something can withstand rational analysis is to ask whether it is found by a line of reasoning that analyzes reality. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, because our analysis is intent upon seeking intrinsic nature. So this is seeking to discover whether forms and so forth have an intrinsic nature that is produced, ceases, and so forth. Thus, the analysis searches to see whether forms and so forth have production and cessation that exist essentially. It is not that this line of reasoning searches for mere production and cessation. Therefore, this line of reasoning is said to analyze reality because it analyzes whether production, cessation, and so forth are established in reality. When such a line of reasoning analyzes or searches for production and so forth, it does not find a trace of them. They are unable to withstand analysis. However, the fact that this line of of reasoning does not find them uh, find them does not entail that it refutes them rather refutes something that if it did exist would have to be established by reason but which reason does not establish con conventional consciousness establish the production and cessation of forms and such although forms and such exist reasoning consciousness do not establish them. Therefore, while reason does not find forms and such, how could it refute them? For example, a visual consciousness does not find sounds, but this does not refute them. This is similar. Therefore, production, cessation, and so forth existed essentially. We're, uh, we're established in reality. Then reason would have to find them because it accurately analyzes whether forms and such have essentially existent production and cessation. Since such analysis does not find production and so forth, it refutes production, cessation, and so forth that exist essentially, that is, in reality. For if it existed essentially, that analysis would have to find them, but it does not. For example, when a searcher who is certain to find a pot in the East, if it is there, searches in the East for a pot and does not find it, this refutes the existence of a pot in the East. Yet, how could it refute the mere existence of a pot? 
Similarly, Madhyamaka analyzes, analysis is certain to find essentially existent production if it exists. When it does not find production, this constitutes a refutation of intrinsically or essentially existent production. How could it refute mere production? In this vein, Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas is clear. Just as a translator's note, for anyone who's new, because we've been going over this again and again, um, conventional uh, 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 intrinsic existence is different than, and essential existence is different than conventional existence. So, uh, is, is something can exist and conventionally exist and not intrinsically exist. Um, so, just to, to make that clear for anyone new, this is not refuting existence. It's refuting the way we think things exist. The incorrect way we look at them existing, not their existence. Um, so, um, uh, uh, so, so let me read. Similarly, Madhyamaka analysis is certain to find essentially existent production if such exists. When it does not find production, this constitutes a refutation of intrinsically or essentially existent production. How could it refute mere production? Uh, in this vein, Chandrakirti's uh, commentary on the 400 stanzas is clear. Um, so mere production is not refuted. Um, so it shows that um, that conventional existence is not refuted. Therefore, when re, uh, so we find Chandrakirti's commentary on Arya Deva's 400 stanzas is clear. Therefore, when reason uh, analyzes in this way, there is no essential nature that exists in the sensory faculties, objects, or consciousnesses. Hence, they have no essential existence. If they essentially existed, then under analysis by reason, their status as exist essentially existent would be seen even more clearly, but it is not. Therefore, they are established as empty of intrinsic nature. Chandrakirti repeatedly allows that these conventionalities, such as forms and sounds, do exist. However, they are not in the least established by reasoning that analyzes reality, that is, analyzes whether they have intrinsic nature. Th thus, the scrutiny of reason is not applied to them. Also, Chandrakirti often says that it is those who are incompetent at positing conventionalities who claim that conventionalities are destroyed when, upon rational analysis, reason does not find them. Okay, Deegsung Rinpoche. Zudalazuba, Kunzu Ne Juguba Yina Tendawan Lubundi Di Junle Lubundi Junle Naba Tanji to Kabina Rajin Yemet Juban Rajin Yemet Jibi Zibi Manebi 
Tu Jean-Guy, Rajin, Gouba Nubatar, 
Reasoning that analyzes whether they have intrinsic nature could refute them. Uh, so 157. That's where we left off, right? Just making sure. <laughs> I'm looking at the Tibetan and going back and forth. I get lost sometimes. So if I'm in the wrong spot, please tell me. I know I'm not, though, this time. If reasoning that analyzes whether they have intrinsic nature could refute them... <coughs> then you would, you would have to apply intense rational scrutiny to these conventionalities, i.e. forms, feelings, and so forth. However, the text of this master completely refutes such efforts. Therefore, it is those who have wandered very far from the middle way who claim that something is invalidated when it is not found by reasoning that analyzes whether it has intrinsic nature. Similarly, similarly the meditative equipoise boys of a noble being does not see the production and cessation of forms and so forth and how could it see uh, production cessation and so forth as non-existent also reasoning that analyzes whether things have intrinsic nature uh, not find uh, production and so forth but it does not consider production cessation and so forth uh, to be uh, non-existent therefore even some earlier scholars not to mention those today, seem to have erred by not differentiating and instead con 
considering identical the following pairs, something unable to withstand rational analysis, something invalidated by reasoning, the non-perception of production and cessation by a noble being's wisdom of meditative equipoise versus the perception of production and cessation as non-existent by a noble being's wisdom of meditative equipoise, and the non-discovery of production and the cessation by a reasoning consciousness which analyzes whether they intrinsically exist versus the discovery that production and cessation are non-existent. Therefore, the intelligent should analyze this in detail and make uh, careful distinctions. In saying this, we do not assert that conventional consciousness is more powerful than knowledge of the ultimate, nor do we assert that conventional consciousness contradicts knowledge of the ultimate. However, you claim that na rational analysis of reality refutes conventional forms, feelings, and so forth when it an analyzes them and does not find them. It does not refute them. In fact, mundane knowledge will contradict any attempt to refute conventional phenomena. Chandrakirti's commentary on the Middle Way says, If you think that the world does not contradict you, then refute something that is based right in the world. You and the world can argue about it, and afterwards I will follow the stronger party. Chandrakirti's explanation of the Middle Way commentary says, We have endured great hardship in order to overturn worldly conventionalities. Please, you eliminate worldly conventionalities. If the world does not contradict you, then we will join you. However, the world does contradict you. The statement, you have endured great hardship in order to overturn worldly conventionalities, refers to striving at the path in order to purify mistaken subjects as visual co consciousness and mistaken appearance of objects such as forms. Hence, we do not assert that these are objects that are refuted by reason. Rather, we consider them objects that are negated by the cultivation of the path. Statement, please, you eliminate the worldly conventionalities. Answer those chittamantrans who draw the following parallel. If you madhyamakas refute substantially existent dependent entities, then we will use reason to refute your conventionalities. Chandrakirti replies, we can refute the intrinsic existence of dependent entities. If you can use reason to give a similar refutation of conventionalities, then we will go along with you. He means that if reason could refute conventionalities, we would want that. Uh, as it would render unnecessary the hardships involved in cultivating the path in order to overcome them. Therefore, the passage shows that reason does not refute conventionalities. Since it does not refute them, Chandrakirti says that it is what, uh, completely known in the world, contradicts any attempt to re refute them. Hence, conventional knowledge contradicts any apparently reasonable argument to the f effect we therefore assert that conventional knowledge is more powerful than those arguments. Consequentially, those assent when essentialists use rational analysis to refute conventional phenomena such as external objects, reason does not find those conventional phenomena, but it does not contradict them. Objection. When we say that we do not refute forms and so forth in conventional terms, we mean that they are not refuted in the eyes of the ordinary worldly people, such as shepherds. However, rational analysis of reality does refute them. Reply. Your position is quite unacceptable. Reflective individuals may wonder whether rational analysis of reality refutes these, yet they never doubt that such things remain unrefuted for those whose minds have not been affected by tenets. Moreover, if rational analysis of reality did refute them, then that refutation would have to be done in conventional terms. The Master Chandrakirti also clearly states that rational analysis of reality does not refute all forms of production. Digsum Rinpoche.
So now at this section we're talking about conventional truth and ultimate truth. So what are these two? Conventional truth are the, all the things that we apprehend, forms and so forth. Ultimate truth refers to emptiness or the nature of reality. So for instance, the ultimate truth of the I is that the I is empty because it is merely a collection coming together that serves as a basis of designation for the I. But there is no I that inherently exists that is separate from that collection that serves as a basis of designation. So that is the I's emptiness. That is the ultimate truth of the I or of the self. Deeson. Okay, so we're going to start the question and answer now. Rimichi has some company. And um, yeah, so that's what we're doing today. Uh, so we'll just end there for today. Rimichi, the Cheran de Tsik Tamagare. Hold on one sec. I just want to make sure of something here. I have some doubt. Tamagare. The Tama. Okay, so I was right. I had scared that I missed a whole page for some reason. I just had like a moment. Okay, we're good. I think I still might have, but. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's good. Where did I just read to? I'm sorry. Where did I just read to? 159, you're going to start at 611. Thank you. Welcome. I'll stop now. <laughs> okay, we're good. Anyone have any questions? And again, just remember, just... Get on the mic. Get, get on... No. I'm telling you, we need some. Oh, we need wireless. Then you could go all over the place while you're asking your question, you know? Make up a new dance. Get viral. Go viral. I just had a question about uh, karma. Um, two things. One, um, how do beings in the lower realms, or specifically like the animal realm, how do they change their karma? Like, how are they... Um, you, there's a question the other week about antidotes to negative karma. Like, how would an animal who is only acting within its intrinsic nature, even if it's a lion killing the cubs of another pride, or you know, something that we would think of as, you know, a killing or a negative action, but it's really inherent just to their nature at that that point in their existence. 
like how are they kind of producing these antidotes that cause them to have a karmic result of an animal, a lower realm? Like how, how are they working through that or producing positive karma at that stage? Okay. Rinpoche, the dendru, the dendru ki dan shimi. The konsu the sanlo yapo dang mare, konsu sam yapi o mare. The ne, the konsu the gewa kandre sa, jewa shema, the yapo dro kandre, gangin sena, the senge, the dindru mambo segdu. The ne, the konsu le ducha, le, mige, the konsu dindru, de in sunsan kon migewa le yere. Then the Kandre J the Gangensena the Tanda Konsuki Chikshena. Then the Chikshena Jewa Shema the Medro Chikshena Hladro. Kandre Gangensena Konsu Gewa Sa Kali Kabudu What the Kutul Diba the Mamu Yores in a Joa Toma Mavasaja with Goam with Sangal Dead Yores. What change the two do gain you about the same? You have a mental health. So, yes, it's true that they have large <coughs> amounts of misdeeds within their continuum, and misdeeds are causing their experience at that current moment. But they also, since beginningless time, have not only created misdeeds, but there's also virtue, virtuous deeds as well. So, within that continuum, there's virtuous karma and non virtuous karma. So when the causes and conditions, whatever they may be, create some sort of connection to a previous karma within that being's continuum, in this case you're saying an animal's continuum, then the virtuous seeds give rise to a different experience, if you will. So this is how they could then be an animal some sort of conditions give that connect in some way give rise to this virtuous seed that then propels them into a happy existence if it and the uh, the the same can also be true for receiving another from going to the lower realm as a translator's note the same can be true for an animal an animal can go lower still to a hungry ghost realm and then born into a hell realm which th- makes it even more difficult to create virtue in those realms because of the amount of torturous distraction. So there's even a, a worse place in terms of ability at that time to create the karma. But our experience is being led around by beginningless actions that we've kind of planted in this consciousness that we have that whenever, who knows what, because Buddha said, Emptiness is not anywhere near as difficult as karma to understand. Um, Whenever, whatever cause and conditions link up, then my experience can change. I just witnessed it myself. I was going along and everything was normal. Then my experience just drastically changed. Um, But I didn't, I wasn't acting in a way to create some drastic change to my experience. So it's the same exact thing. Same way that the animal can get out is the same way that I just had a awful drastic change, you know, which might turn out to be great, but just using my experience to try to explain it in some way. Okay, so 
Um, let me just make sure. So that was everything that Rinpoche said, and then my commentary, which Rinpoche has told me to do, as everyone knows. But I'm insecure about it, so I keep repeating that I've been told to do this. <laughs> okay. Can I just follow it up with a question then about the higher realms? Yes. So if we are producing this karma to get into these higher realms, these demigod and god realms, and yet we talk about the Buddha coming through this kind of human form to um, when he achieved enlightenment. I know there's some debate about the Tibetan and other traditions in terms of him achieving enlightenment at the, in the human you know, form um, in that realm. Um, is there like also a, isn't there then a, some kind of stage of wisdom that associates with the higher realm? So it's not just your, it's, you know, um, merit and wisdom, right? So to achieve these higher realms, they karmically had to have produced enough positive karma to achieve the higher realms. And isn't that then the stepping stone to Buddhahood and omniscience? So is there is it like a path that, you know that people are oh, literally? Oh, is it like I, let, let me just see if this. Are you saying like do you, is it a human? Then you go to the demi, and then the gods, and you're going up a st in stages like that. Almost because no. but if, I'll, I'll, from, I'll, from a wisdom perspective, like God aren't they doesn't both? necessarily have any more wisdom than a human. Okay, so that's kind of part of my question. Like, isn't that aren't they both? I'll still ask Rinpoche that for you though. Yeah. But it's it's just the god. Just because one's a god doesn't mean that they have more wisdom than a human. God doesn't equal wisdom in this tradition. You're thinking maybe right. in terms. Yeah, but remember, like, check out the contrary. The 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 nyawa yida dendru me lama yila the genza dan drapudu then they shanchu the genza yomarbe korlo. Genza drapudu. Yene the. Um, so it isn't that um, uh, it isn't stages in that fashion. So he said it's not like that. Um, so for instance, um, we use Milarepa. Milarepa was a human and achieved Buddhahood in that lifetime as a human. So in order to achieve Buddhahood, you have to have the entire collection of wisdom. So that means that as a human, he had, had the complete collection of wisdom if he was able to achieve Buddhahood. You know what I mean? I guess so what's the motivation so it's for the higher realms? So it's the cycle of yeah. existence because it's a circle without any kind of, until you're out of it, it's a circle. You know what I mean? I asked Rinpoche if there were, if it was in any way that you would go from a, you know, almost like stairs. I said, yeah. you know, where you'd go up the stairs, where you would go from the hell to the hungry ghost to the animal, then a human, and then demigod, then a god, and then somehow you would go onward. Now it could happen in that order, but it it's not necessarily how it happens. But it's it's not impossible that that could be the last six lives a being has, but it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I have a question on uh, beginningless time. Sure. Past, present, and future is contained within beginningless time? Just past. 
just the past. The mm. present is not in beginningless time, and the future is not in beginningless well, the beginning, time. The past, the, the present would be where you start from to posit beginningless time. You would go back from the present. Okay. Because beginningless time, there's no beginning and no end. Is that, that would, no, I'm not no, saying that, endless time. I'm oh. saying beginningless time. Beginningless. Time without oh, oh, beginning. beginning. A time without beginning. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm misconstrued of the, the beginningless. The that English it, that, word. That, it's always yeah. an English word thing, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, in and, this and context, it means... Uh, um, uh, so in the context of birth, this, this birth was from a previous birth, from a previous birth, from a previous birth, from a previous birth. Okay. Or this life, from a previous life, from a previous life. Right. When you look at it in that way, you can never find something that's non-life logically that creates life. So you have to always say that it's created by a previous life. You can't find logically a beginning when you analyze it in that fashion without introducing something that is non-life creating it. And that's how then uh, other traditions would say a creator God, and that explains it. But Buddhism says that's not logical. Okay. The, the other question kind of connects with that, but it's um, the Buddha nature sure. that's already present in us. Yes. So you 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 don't really you don't achieve Buddha nature. You can't achieve it. It's already there. Everyone it's has a, it. So you have to recognize it. Is that the way? No. Um, that because to achieve no, something is saying it's not there. No, and it's you're more. It. How about we call it? What if I named it Buddha potential? Would okay. that change your feeling of way that means Buddha potential? Okay. Everyone has Buddha potential. Yeah, that's that's a good way of saying That's it. really what it is. It means that the the ingredients that we have in us right now are the same ingredients that the Buddha has had in him or her okay. before he or she became enlightened. All right. So we have this mental consciousness that can be converted. Okay. Just like the Buddha had a mental consciousness that could be converted. From impure so. into pure. The Rinpoche, Kongi Chiwa, the Sanjay Rik, the Tanda, the Natsu, the Senchen Kanga, Sanjay Ri Yu, then Kon Sampa, the Natsu Nangla, Sanjay Yurube, then a Natsu Hako Gamare, then a Sanyi, Natsu Ah, Na Sanjay Yen, Gutsogore, the Kakare. What then is again, Brother Namba Kashi Yuaris, the Sanjay Taji Yu, Sanjay Yuaris, Bless him, Brother Namba Yuaris. Read Chukun 
Then Sheba Demba Madrupa, the Chuku. Ori, yes. Okay. Um, so there are some uh, Tibetans, uh, um, Tibetan, Rimshe just said Tibetans, and I think he means uh, teachers, uh, followers. There are those Tibetans who have misconstrued this idea that will say that we have Buddha. And that somehow inside of us, there's this Buddha just waiting to come out. We don't know is there. Um, so, but that's just a misunderstanding of this term of all sentient beings having Buddha. The meaning of this is really the Buddha's lineage, the lineage of the Buddha, which means the potential of the that the Buddha had. So, what is that potential? What do we have in common with the being? Uh, that wasn't a Buddha that became a Buddha. What do we have in common? Why do we have that same potential? Um, first, it's the, the mental consciousness itself. Uh, and the mental consciousness is um, that which can be converted. So it's the potential that can be... Um, uh, we're looking for the best word for this currently, but this potential that, that can be um, converted or changed. So this mental consciousness that we possess is the first type of potential. The second potential is the lack of true establishment or the emptiness of the mental consciousness that we have. And this is the natural potential, the abiding potential. Um, so when we look at what these two types of potentials um, create, um, the emptiness uh, potential, they say, gives rise to the Dharma body, um, uh, the natural wisdom uh, so the Dharma body, give me a moment on this, and the, um, 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 mental consciousness, um, potential, the, the potential that is mental consciousness, um, uh, gives rise to, uh, the enjoyment body and the emanation body. Um, so this is how, um, these, interact with the eventual um, realization of Buddhahood, and these are what the potential is talking about. We have this potential because we have, A, a mental consciousness. This mental consciousness um, can, can, can be converted into a pure mental consciousness. So remember we were going through this, we were trying to find the best word for this. Um, it's like a, this convertible uh, that which that it's the that which can be converted, um, meaning converted from impure to pure, and then um, there is this um, natural consciousness that is not truly established, that is empty, um, and so these are the two things that we have that in common with um, Shakyamuni, say in the, in as a case of example. Does that clarify it? That's very clear. Awesome. Wouldn't it be great, though, if you could wake up and be like, there it is, there he is. Hi there. <laughs> Not quite sure how, what my question is, but so what's the... We aspire to uh, be bodhisattvas, to return in come back through to this precious human life so that we can we're willing we can to do work that. for the benefit of all beings yes so differentiate that with buddhahood 
I mean, we we put off. Do we put off? No. Aspiring. Okay. Um. So so, you want to know? Mm, I know I know where where you're going because I know the text where you're saying that the Bodhisattva prays to be born again and again. Right. Um, so it seems like a Bodhisattva wants to delay his or her enlightenment. That's um, the teaching. I thought um, it's the willingness to be able to endure that to be able to become a Buddha. When you see those references, it it means that uh, um, you're sp- so. Couple categories. There's the. Uh, Actual bodhicitta, there's aspiring bodhicitta and engaged bodhicitta. If one doesn't have bodhicitta yet, is that what you mean? Like, like I don't have bodhicitta, so I'm not a bodhisattva, but I want to be. Mm-hmm. So, so that's not a form of bodhicitta yet. That's just still a practitioner who, who wishes, Aspires. just like I, the debate of are you a Mahayanist or not. I, I want to be a Mahayanist, but the door into the Mahayanist is bodhicitta. I'm not a bodhisattva, so mm-hmm. I'm practicing the Mahayana. I want to be a Mahayanist. Um, so it's similar to that. So once someone achieves bodhicitta, then he or she becomes a bodhisattva. At that point in time, that bodhisattva is willing to do anything to become enlightened and willing to wish has this wish to help all sentient beings but the ultimate way that he or she can help all sentient beings is to be a buddha so it wouldn't make sense for them to delay it they're just it's necessary to accumulate a certain amount of merit in order to become a buddha so you know what i'm saying the mm-hmm. the bodhisattva is saying i'm willing to do whatever it takes the the Buddha um, created merit over three countless eons after achieving the mind bodhicitta. When you look at the story of the Buddha, the Buddha achieved bodhicitta, then took three countless eons. I know countless, three l- long Count- long time. Remember we decided <laughs> that just means a long countless. When they say that, it just means a long time. So for a long time, three long times, three long times, three really long times, and then um, uh, achieved Buddhahood. So the delay wasn't on purpose. The delay might have been necessary for them to achieve merit. And the Bodhisattva is saying, if that's necessary, I'm willing to do it. The Rinpoche, the Shanchu Semba, the Dopa, the Nga, the Jewa, Yanjer Jewa, Yanjer Yanjer Jewa, Garishene, Nga Semchen Ropache Gu. Then Ngeng Yawa Draw, Yida Dindru Draw. The Garyena Kasakala ne drogian semchen ropa chegare. Yene the konso the Sanje Jupu Jupu Drogo Jupo Shanchu Semba de Konsu Shanchu Semba de Shag then Semchen Ropa Chegudu the Shanchu Semba ne Jupu Sanje Gu Garyena Sanje Gina Less so. Um, so it's necessary for the, the bodhisattva to accumulate enough of the merit, enough of the accumulations in order to become a Buddha. He or she recognizes this and is willing to do and whatever is necessary during that period, but also recognizes that the Buddha 
has much more ability than the bodhisattva. So they wish to become a Buddha as quickly as possible, but recognize that that doesn't just happen, and there are obstacles that they have to go through in terms of gaining merit, gaining enough collection in order to make that happen. So in order to fulfill their wish to help all sentient beings, they know they have to be a Buddha. So staying a bodhisattva and just helping sentient beings, they're handicapped because they're not omniscient, whereas a Buddha is omniscient. But it's a path. Which is that? The bodhisattva. Yeah. Uh, yes. The, depending, there's different. There's the Mahay, the five Mahayana paths that begin with one becoming a bodhisattva, getting bodhicitta at the path of accumulation. But then there's the bodhisattva paths or grounds that don't occur until the path of seeing of the Mahayana path. So it just depends on what kind of paths you're talking about. Um, and and so forth, but yeah. So the bodhisattva has to go through. A, a bodhisattva hasn't necessarily seen emptiness. A bodhisattva um, hasn't even necessarily achieved engaged bodhicitta, necessarily. They aren't necessarily practicing the six perfections yet. In, in so, that happens when they take the bodhisattva vow and, and, and begin engaged bodhisattva. They're practicing it, but actually practicing it is when they be they're engaged bodhisattvas. So there's so many different the meaning. There's just a lot of different levels within it, and it's all for the point of getting rid of uh, these obstacles that are coarse and then become smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and then subtler and subtler and subtler to the point where it's like the smallest of the smallest subtlety is removed and then there's Buddhahood. No more learning and Buddhahood. Less so. <laughs> Less so. So we see the conjure and tanger uh, right behind me. And to be able to understand and study the contents of the entire conjure and tanger, 213 Indian commentaries and 100 Tibetan texts uh, that are very difficult to understand, even a paragraph of, um, um, wouldn't be realistic. So uh, it'd be very difficult to understand all of these books using these books. But if we study the teachings for beings of three capacities, the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, the teachings for being of great capacity, we're studying the entire contents of all of those texts. Okay. Good morning. Uh, if I'm understanding correctly that all beings are empty... <laughs> If all beings are empty of essence, if I understand that correctly, then what is it that is carried forward in a rebirth? The semchen tamche tomba ni dene jewa shema gari drogudu konsaipa. Tomba ni is what the mebal kujuomaris. So when I say emptiness, I don't mean that they don't exist. Um, so uh, when I use this word emptiness, it doesn't mean that non-existence. <laughs> so we have what is I, Kali Kali, we have what is the I. So there is this I 
that is merely a designation on top of some aggregates or parts, five aggregates that come together, that serve as a basis of designation for this I to be placed. But there isn't an I that's findable outside of this process that's the naming on this uh, collection of some sort. So I, the I itself is conventional existence, but the collection, the coming together, this collection in the nominal designation and its emptiness is its ultimate truth, is the I's ultimate truth. Then they, Jewa Shema Gare Drogudu, Gare, Sheba. Jewa Shema Sheba so then, at the time of, of uh, the Ngatsu Shegudu, Shegudu, then a Sheba Ngatamandu, then a Sheba Kaba Drogudu, Bardo. So then, when we die, um, so we have consciousness and we are alive right now and we have these aggregates and parts. When we die, what carries on is the eye is still affixed uh, or designated to consciousness. The consciousness carries forth to the intermediate state. Uh, and then forward to the next life. Um, so it is the consciousness that still is nom- named as I, um, because it still has a collection that serves as a basis of designation for I. Um, so it still called, can be called I. It's suitable, suitable to be called I, and that I carries forth from this life to the intermediate state and so forth. And then, um, as a translator's note, uh, as we go through these se- this series, the I is designated on different bases of designation. So when I die, the intermediate state, I generally take the form of what my next life will be. Um, that can change up to seven times in the intermediate state. But generally speaking, I would take the form on that I was going to be born as. So then that basis of designation uh, serves that collection then serves as a basis of designation for the I, but it's no longer Jeff. So the Jeff's gone, it's just the I that Jeff cling to, used to cling to, or called I. Um, so then that I take, is affixed to a different collection, and then maybe it's a dog, probably. I have a lot of, do- I love dogs, I have a lot of dogs, I see it coming. So, so then, uh, that's probably my best bet. But then, uh, you know, then uh, two dogs, say say in the animal realm, two animals uh, get together, a mother and father animal, and then there's conception, and then there is, the consciousness then is in the womb of a dog. Then the eye is affixed to that. So there's always an eye, a basis of designation for the eye. There's continuity and there's never a break in that continuity, and that's why Buddhism says beginningless, because there's never this break in continuity that we can find to say, oh, there it is. There's just always this continuity of designation and basis of designation and so forth. So then the, the dog is born, and there's a collection of parts that are named as this dog. And then the owner names it something, and then it's suitable to be named as that. And then you see this dog is Fido. But really it's just a name, and all this stuff has just been affixed as it went on at various levels of designation. Does that make sense? I think I went a little further than necessary, but I usually do. Last question. Rimache loves questions, but No, he said he really does. He loves this part. 
curious about, since you're talking about bodhisattvas, mm. um, so who are the bodhisattvas teachers? Is it, and do they, how do they practice? Do they, would a bodhisattva actually do studying of some kind? Oh, yeah. Yep. And would a Buddha be their teacher? I mean, I'm Can just curious. Uh, that's tricky, but yes and yes and all that. Um, oh, okay. So bodhisattva could be an Arya bodhisattva and in an enjoyment body there. The enjoyment body of the Buddha is said to teach Arya bodhisattvas, but bodhisattvas also appear in many different forms. And uh, Rinpoche, the Shanchu Semba, Kongegen Surabe. Shanchu Semba, Kongegen Surabe, Shanchu Semba, Laman Ramadavirus. And Yene, the the consul Semche, consul Solan Lena, consul Semche, consul Gegen Gugudwe. Good, good. Then Kong Triwa. Then, so the Bodhisattva requires a teacher until he or she is a Buddha. Um, so the I said, does once the Bodhisattva achieves accumulation in Bodhicitta and becomes a Bodhisattva, do they then still need teacher? And Rinpoche said, yes, they still need a teacher until they achieve Buddhahood. Then the and then I said, who initially the first part? I said, who are the teachers? And he said, it just like this, a teacher and a student, um, they would be interacting in this very same way. In all their previous lives and previous lives, they would have it, had interactions with teachers in the same way. Then Konsu Shanchu Semba Lena the Rimche Chikshena the Natsu Zendra Nala Shanchu Semba Yurube. Chikshena? Yes it is. So it's possible there's a Bodhisattva in our class right now attending. But the just to make it more difficult, the qualification you know how there's three bodies of the Buddha, the emanation, the enjoyment, uh, actually two, the 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 so emanation, enjoyment, and truth body. The enjoyment body, the qualification is that it is in a pure realm and that it's teaching Arya Bodhisattvas. The Lonku Gitseni, the Shanchu Semba, the Becha Trigudu. No. Rinpoche is just. I just told him, I said that in the definition of enjoyment body, it says they are teaching the Bodhisattvas, and he said yes. Thank you. So yes, Buddhas are teaching the bodhisattvas, and yes, the bodhisattvas are receiving teachings from just ordinary means as well. And other bodhisattvas. Shanchu Semba, Shanchu Semba, Becha Trigadue. Yes. Are we done? Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Thank you, everybody. Great questions. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I've collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. Whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. 
In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abhagateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, the exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Suji Ramachi Gutsi Shapi Denonang, Atsu Lanram Shemo Kangachiranang.